<laughs> Lovely now. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Self Love Lessons with Luna. A huge shout out to everybody who's listening on the podcast as well. It's absolutely wonderful to have you there. It's wonderful to have you here in general, actually. And if you're loving this content, please do let me know. Leave a comment, send me a message, or share it with somebody that you love who thinks going to get some really good value out of it as well. Did I did I do that all right? Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Am I gonna make, oh, I just keep making mistakes and I'm fumbling over my words and, oh God, I, what, if, what, if, what if people don't like it? What if people don't like me? I'm just having a really rough time. Oh. Have you ever had one of these loops? Have you ever had this experience where you're looping the whole bunch of negative thinking through your head? You're saying a lot of what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this doesn't happen? What if they do? What if they don't? Kind of experience. Negative thinking can be so overpowering. It can be cruel and unkind and really actually quite limiting and detrimental to ourselves. It can make a really good positive experience into something that's completely anxiety ridden and actually quite awful. So on this week's episode of Self Love Lessons with Luna, we're going to have a look at how to overcome our negative thinking. The loops inside our head that just take us to really crazy places that make us feel really quite inadequate. I want to show you how to overcome the negative thinking. In just a few short steps, you're going to be able to take a bit more control back of what's going on up here in your heads. So you don't need to stay in this negative state of mind the whole time and actually improve the way that you live your life every day. So with that negative thinking there right in front of our heads, let's get stuck in to see how we can overcome it. Our thinking mind is the connection between sort of what lies dormant or unconscious with inside of us and what we are consciously aware of. Without getting really good control of what's actually happening in our minds, what ends up happening is that we just default to the unconscious patterning that we've been raised to believe. So if as a child you lived in fear a lot, and I'm not even just talking from a physical point of view, but maybe from an emotional point of view, whatever patterns we have going on a regular basis, they're going to come to the surface. Without getting good control over what's actually happening up in our mind, we just default to what we've been conditioned and patterned to believe and what we've been conditioned and patterned to think. So unless we're controlling what's happening, we are constantly going to be in whatever state we were created in. What this means is that all your habitual thinking and everything that you've always thought about yourself will continue to rise up through you unless you actually step in and do something about it. The most common forms of negative thinking are these three, self-deprecation, what if, and catastrophizing. So with self-deprecation, it's that everything sucks, that I suck, that I'm not good enough, that I'll never be good enough, that, that everything that I do is just awful. That's self-deprecation. Catastrophizing is looking at what's actually happening in my life right now. This is the worst thing ever. This is taking things that aren't necessarily enormous and making them huge. And if they are already enormous, making them absolutely catastrophic. And then the final one there is the what ifs. Well, what if this happens? What if I go to that party and that person says that thing to me? What if someone thinks that I'm fat? What if somebody thinks this? What if, what if, what if? <sighs> I'm exhausted just thinking about it. 
what if puts us in a state of anxiety. Have you noticed that? It kind of tenses us up. Self-deprecation puts us in a state of depression. I'm not good enough, I'll never be good enough. It's hopeless. And catastrophizing things puts us in a state of fear. You can see how important this is. If we can overcome these things, not to say that they won't ever happen, but if you can control it when it does happen, then you are avoiding all of that pain, all of that state of fear, all of that state of anxiety and depression that you can overcome instead of having to live in it and not feeling like you have a choice. Often when people think about positive thinking, that they think of it's kind of like putting the, the blindfolds on, like see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. But it's not about that. Positive thinking is not a matter of walking around convincing yourself that life will never throw you problems. In fact, if you're thinking that, I would suggest that it's deluded rather than positive. Negative thinking is where we're thinking the worst of things, but positive thinking isn't necessarily that we're thinking the best of things all the time. Because life is inherently problematic. There will be things in your life always. People are going to get sick. People are going to die. Your relationships are going to win. Your jobs are going to finish. Things are going to change and it's not going to feel great. But it's not to say that life is all of those things. It's just that problems are built in. So if you're ignoring your problems, if you're pretending like they're not there or even hiding from them, oh, they're there, but what I'm going to do is just eat some more food or I'm going to digest myself into work or I'm going to ignore myself by scrolling on my phone for hours and hours, then it's not a very healthy expression of the problems. We're not actually facing what's happening in our lives. All we're doing is running away from them or ignoring it. Much like if we want to get fit and healthy physically. If we want to get fit and we want to get stronger, then we need to do weights. We need to use our muscles on a regular basis in order to keep them strong, fit and healthy. Now, our brain is no different. Our mind is a muscle. And if we don't work on it, then we will be flabby. We will be out of shape. We won't have a good sense of control. Think about it for a second. Think of a gymnast, someone who trains hard at their body, who can do flips and bars and whatever the crazy things that a gymnast does. They have trained incredibly hard. They work out at the gym, they work their body constantly. Now, they have a really good control of their body. Have you ever seen like those Cirque du Soleil people where they can like those people who can do those amazing balances where they kind of, I'm not even gonna pretend to show it to you, but they balance themselves on like one arm and flip themselves up and they're balanced and it's amazing. They have such control of their body because they have worked their body. And this is what we're doing with our minds. We are working the muscle, like going to the gym. We are training ourselves on a more regular basis to be able to be fit enough and controlled enough that when shit happens in life, as it will, then we are more prepared for it. The more skilled you are at anything, the more control you have of it. Think about it, when you first started to learn how to drive, or maybe you haven't learned yet, when you're first in the car, you can't control it too well. You don't really know how to go from lane to lane, how to indicate, how to do head checks and all that kind of stuff. But then you fast forward to someone like now, maybe you can drive quite competently. Or 
someone like a Formula One driver who has impeccable control of the vehicle and incredible speeds of two, three, four hundred kilometers an hour, they can control that vehicle. This is what we're learning to do here. The more skill we have around this, the more control that we'll have, the more control that we have, our better our ability to be able to handle life's ups and more importantly, life's downs. So the first thing that we need to do is make a decision that we are in control. You need to understand that you are not your thoughts. Their thoughts are happening, but you are not them. Have you ever had crazy, bizarre, strange thoughts that you think, why on earth am I even thinking that? How did that even come into my head? I don't even believe that. Yes, you are not your thoughts. So we need to make that decision, I'm in control. I'm going to be the one that's driving what's happening up here rather than just letting it happen to me. Rather than having that unconsciousness, like we spoke of before, bubble to the surface and be the one that's in charge, I'm going to take conscious control over it and decide the way in which I'm going to think. When we say something like, I am not my thoughts, it creates a distance. And if you've watched any of my other videos, particularly the one on self-love through trauma, you will see that when we take distance away from our thoughts or from our emotions, we have better control over it. Rather than being embedded in the thoughts with what's going on up here, we can take a little bit of a step back and be like, okay, if I'm not my thoughts, then I'm more of an observer role. Which leads me to step two. In step two, we need to create awareness. This is mindfulness, this is meditation, but it's about paying attention more than anything else. Because it's all well and good if you have a meditation practice to sit down and calm your thoughts and calm your mind, but if you can't apply that across your life in every single moment, then not to say that it's not useful, but what it does is just contain it to that moment when you're meditating. We need to be able to really expand our awareness and be mindful of what is our brain doing at any given time. Is our mind racing off when we're there ready to go to that party? If we have that big interview at work, is, is it going insane and we're not even aware of it? All we do feel is the anxiety or the depression or the tightness or the fear. So expanding your awareness, doing something like meditation is really useful, but also mindfulness on a regular basis. If you're feeling anxiety in your body, take a breath. Take five breaths, actually. Slow down and pay attention to what's happening up here. Because creating that distance, once again, gives us more control. Once we've had that level of control, once we have a bit more awareness about what's happening, we can actually interfere. We can interrupt the process. So step number three is about taking charge. Physically, actually taking charge of what's happening. So use this as a framework. You have a voice that comes into your head. You've heard it, you've taken the distance, I'm not my thoughts. You've taken the space to be a bit aware about what's happening in your mind and you hear a thought that says, oh my God, what if I fail? Okay, so you start with that basic thought, what if I fail? Sweet. So what you're now gonna do in step number three is take charge. Repeat after me. I can hear you. This is what you're going to say to yourself. I can hear you. Thank you for your contribution. Now I choose to have faith over fear. That's the structure. 
So we hear the voice, we say, I can hear you. That's the first thing. Followed by, thank you for your contribution. Our voices need to be validated. The things that are happening in our head need to be heard. If they're not, they'll just get louder like a tantrum chucking two-year-old. If you ignore it, it's just gonna get worse. So we thank it for its contribution to our day. And then we make a decision, we take control by saying, actually, I'm gonna choose faith over fear. I choose to think that even if I do fail, I'm going to learn something. I choose to think whatever empowering thought you want to put in that space, I'm choosing to think that I'm good enough. I'm choosing to think that I'm well rehearsed. I'm choosing to think that I'm loved and I'm enough and it doesn't matter the outcome of whatever I'm about to walk into. You have practiced this old way of thinking a lot in your life. And I mean a lot, you've probably been doing it since you were a young child. If these negative loops are happening all the time, it's because you've rehearsed them time and time again. So step number four is that practice makes progress. Repetition is the mother of skill. The more you do something, the more skilled you get at it. And as you said before, the more skill you have, the more control you have. So this isn't an overnight pill. This isn't a magic thing that you do once and all of a sudden you've overcome your negative thinking. No, negative thinking is probably gonna be something that will come back many, many times over your life. And it's gonna take some time for you to retrain that brain, particularly if you've had a lazy one. If you've been a bit of a couch potato when it comes to your mind, which most of us have, myself included, then it's gonna take a while to get into shape. So be patient with this process, keep repeating it, Sometimes my clients need to do this days on end. I know for myself I need to do it days on end. There are still days sometimes in my life where the negative thinking pops up and I need to really take control and say, actually, I'm choosing to think that I'm good enough. I'm choosing something different and I do not want to listen to what's happening on up there. Take charge. Think about this as like mental and emotional crossfit. You are at the gym and you're working hard. So sometimes it's really useful to have a personal trainer. Sometimes it's useful to have a coach, somebody who can keep you on track when you don't really know what exercises to do or where to go. Get in touch with somebody, reach out to somebody, to an online course, go see a coach or a therapist or someone that can help you stay in track. If you have any queries about this, please just get in touch with me. I'm available to do one-on-one -on -one work all over the world. New episodes of Self Love Lessons with Luna come out every Friday. So make sure you turn your notifications on so you can stay notified for every time a new episode drops. Thank you so much for watching. I really do hope you're getting a whole bunch of value out of these sessions. And please, if you have a topic that you would like me to talk about, then let me know. I'm here to have that conversation and I'm here to serve you. So if there's something that you're really wanting to learn about, I will make an episode just for you. For more information about my services, what I do speaking, to download a free ebook on the five secrets to bulletproof confidence, head to www.moreconfidence.com.au or you can check me out on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, all the stuff. Until next week, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful time learning how to train your brain to see things a little bit more positively or realistically so you can really take control. Until I see you next time, happy self-loving.